Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by potentially the next Will Smith. I mean, he was in Philly, but just <laughs> like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he's in L.A. now. From season 20 of NBC's The Voice, we welcome Cam Anthony. Yo, yo, yo. It's so good to be back. How are you? Absolutely great. Let's go be on the mic. Cam, you've been performing since you were knee-high to a grasshopper. You've opened for Patti LaBelle, sang on Ellen, even performed at the White House. How have you handled success at such a young age? Well, um, I think that just having such a supportive family and, you know, also fan base and just surrounding myself with some very supportive people has kept me pretty grounded, allowed me to just navigate this space as easy as I I possibly can. Now, you've been under contract by Dre. Why did you audition? So I was assigned with Dre for about seven years. We had been doing a lot of work, but it, you know, we just, it was more, I feel like a training ground for me to train my ear and train, you know, more so what I wanted to become as an artist. I can credit Dre a lot for just allowing me to to grow in that space and learn from him in that way as well. But I, I did also know that time was important. Seven years was a long time and I was ready to to move on and, and make a difference in my career and take control of it fully for myself. So I felt that The Voice was the best opportunity to do that. The night I left my label, The Voice emailed and, and it just seemed like destiny. So. so when you first got the email, were you like, yes? Honestly, it was a it was just a, a full you know moment of just reflection. I had to just really consider what I was about to do because this this was a big these were big steps that I was taking at this point. You know, I, I had moved from Philadelphia to California by myself. It was off the basis of, you know, becoming a musician through my label as well. So these were a lot of big decisions that I had to make. But once I, I felt fully confident in the fact that, you know, the best thing for me was the voice. It was just it was time for me to go. Who was the first person you called after you read it and what was their response? Well, I first called my manager, actually. Um, I told my manager, Toya Hankins, because I got on the phone with her and I was like, hey, T, you know, I'm going through it right now. That was right in the middle of quarantine. And so really, I I just was I was feeling it all. And I just was like, I need to take a left turn. And once I got the email from The Voice, I was like, oh, like what we had a conversation about it, like, okay, this will probably be a really good opportunity. And, And really, it was not much not much to think about after that. I mean, you know, we see the track record that the show has and just how I never would have known how transformative it would have been for me to get on here. Just experiencing it has just made me that much more grateful for making this decision. Now, was there a person that you wanted to be your coach before you you got on? Like if this person turns, yes. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> I wanted I wanted John Legend and then I was going to pick Kelly Clarkson if I didn't get him. But Things did not pan out that way. <laughs> then Nick Jonas blocked John Legend when he turned. Then Blake, yeah. John can't do anything. <laughs> that was that was that was an outrageous moment. I, I had to like, I mean, once I was while I was performing, I saw the block happen. So I, I knew, like, okay, well, we're gonna have to start thinking about what we're gonna do here. And I, I was like through the performance, I was just I would cut my over at Kelly and I'm like, okay. Maybe, maybe Kelly's going to turn. Maybe she's going to turn. And she did it. And I just, I, at that moment, I was like, well, I'm going to have to just go with my gut and, and see what happens. And, and Blake was my place. How has working with Blake and then being mentored by Dan and Shay become transformative for you as an artist? Well, I think coming into the competition, I, or I wouldn't even call it a competition, but coming into the show, I was like, my goal was to 
really just stretch myself and see the limits, like break out of my own limits, because um, a lot of the times we can, you know, do that to ourselves. We can put limits on ourselves. So I wanted to just be able to experiment and see what I could do in, in many different genres. And going on to Team Blake, it just made that much more sense to to be able to go into an environment that was foreign, technically, and really expose myself to being, you know, worked on and, and nurtured in that way. And so working with Dan and Shay, I mean, they are legends in their own right, based off of, I mean, the range vocally, I would kill for the range that they have. And then the writing and the accolades that they've acquired over time has been, you know, it's amazing. So, Cam, how have they helped you become a better writer? Mm. Well, I didn't get to work with them that, um, like, it wasn't that extensive to where we were able to talk about writing in that way. But I think that just to observe how they write and, and their, their writing styles on, say, 10,000 hours, and how it, for me, paints a picture and, and takes me back to a time where I'm driving to, with my family down south, you know, down the open road. You smell the grass, you know, you smell everything, just like nature's at its full effect. And I don't know, it just, it, it creates a full sensory situation for you. So I think for me as an artist and a writer, I would like to be able to create that that same type of vibe for my, my viewers and listeners. We're talking with Cam Anthony from Team Blake on season 20 of NBC's The Voice Beyond the Mic. Cam, how did you spend the last year in quarantine and how did that time away from fans change the way you appreciate them now? Well, I spent my time here with my myself, really, in my apartment. And I um, prior to the, the pandemic, I was working on a musical um, with Kenny Ortega and he was pitching it to, um, it's called Hair. And it was actually with Chevelle. She was on a previous season, Chevelle Shepard. And so coming off the heels of that, you know, and just everything getting shut down, I just, you had to, you were forced to like figure out something else and try to try to adapt to this new, new reality that we're all faced with. And so I, I took my time to sign up for courses, a creative writing class, just trying to make myself better for the time when we're all able to come back together and, you know, do some concerts and really enjoy ourselves and, I want to be able to create a vibe for people when we come back. So it's made me just appreciate the stage and the support that I've had so far. And the fact that people supported me through this, it's just, you know, it's it's that much more rewarding. How is the stage different? I mean, I'm not sure you can put it into terms because there are no fans. It's just the four judges, maybe a band and some camera people. I mean, how can you get energy when you're not really getting any energy back? You know, I think one thing I can say is that the coaches do a great job of supporting us in that matter because, you know, they, they understand what it's like to be on the stage and literally there's no one there at the, at, you know, in that moment. So I think their, their engagement definitely gives me a boost, but also just trying to think about why I'm here and what I'm, my goal of this performance, each performance, I'm just trying to put on a better show than I did before and, and, and reach higher heights than I did before. So that alone just drives me and makes me want to just like, you know, jump off and go crazy because it's just so challenges like really excite me. So it's time for the Rocky Nate eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There's no pressure. Alrighty. What's the one thing you missed from high school that you wanted to do, but you didn't. Hmm. I guess I would say like going out, like I, I, I would go out pretty rarely because I was always traveling. So that's one of the main things. Favorite movie? The Lorax. <laughs> Actually, The Wiz. Really? The Lorax? Yeah. 
It's a dope movie. You know, it's got some deep stuff in it. Or the whiz, that's acceptable. Favorite road trip snack? Ah, uh, hush puppies. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Song you sing in the shower? Uh, Still Your Best by Giveon. <laughs> Where do you go to think? Hmm. I like to go to nature. Anywhere that I'm surrounded by trees or the beach, you know, just, just go to nature. What was your first piano and do you still have it? It was a, it was an 88 key Yamaha. Um, I don't know what the model, like, you know, the model and everything. <laughs> and I got it when I was turning 12 on my 12th birthday. My parents got it for me. Favorite TV show to veg out to? Um, I actually just got into anime. So it was, it's this show called Attack on Titan. And how many tattoos do you have? I do have tattoos. And I, I have one tattoo. And it is of a Merkaba and then the seven chakras. And it's just a reminder for myself to, you know, stay, stay grounded and remind myself of what I practice and how, how I like to keep myself centered. And then it also represents duality. So it's time for the back half. We're talking with team Blake superstar cam Anthony B on the mic. So I'm supposed to ask you about having fellow contestants skip rocks and accidentally hit you yes mr pete rose huh (laughs) yeah he uh so we were i was sitting outside one morning um with uh, two other contestants dana monique and christine kane and we were watching the sun come up and pete comes along walking down the street and he's trying to get our attention but we can't hear him because there's so many there's so much going on like cars and everything so he skips a rock across the street trying not to hit me, I guess, but it it, it pops up and it hits me in my back and we all hear this thud. And I like, I just take a moment to like process what happened because prior to there was this guy who was like following us around and we're like, ah, it's a little sketchy. But so I turn around and I see that there's Pete. He's just running across the street. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to hit you with the rock. So now he carries it around and he wrote, you know, a little message on him uh, on the rock just to keep it as a reminder. So, yeah, I saw the don't be a dumbass rock. Yeah. <laughs> Being the young gun, how does everyone treat you? Honestly, I don't even feel a difference in like how I'm treated based on my age. I think a lot of people, if we're speaking, you know, in the competition, uh, we all just like really are working to just better each other. And we've really developed a real relationship. So it is, it's literally all about just trying to make sure that we're bettering each other and trying to put on the best show for the viewers and ourselves. Um, because literally we have not, like n- no one's been able to experience a live performance. So we got to make sure that we're really coming through, through the screen. And so it's, that's, that's really been our goal, like through the entire thing. Everyone wants to record with you from Zania to Christine to Pia. Really? Why are people so attracted to your spirit? Um, I would like to say that it's just because I, I, I want to create this environment for people to just be who they are in that moment. What you take, I mean, what you're giving me is what I'll take, you know, that's fine. Like I, I, I just want you to be able to feel like you can express yourself. So I think that I can, I can help create that space for other people, which might be, one of the reasons why people are, you know. Now, who else has become a good friend from the show and how have you changed because of this? Um, I would say Christine Kane. She's like my sister for sure. Uh, I've changed a lot because just her allowing me to do that same thing of being myself and expressing myself how I would like to. She's just helped me double down on that 100%. Um, Denisha Dalton, she's amazing. Um, she's She's been like my support throughout the entire process as well. 
And um, we've just been like, I think it's, it's, it's complicated to really keep narrowing people because everybody was just, we, we held each other down through this process. We had Bible studies led by Keegan, um, Keegan Farrell. And um, it was just, it was just such a loving experience that we all were able to, you know, uh, have with each other. So it's changed me. Keegan, Connor, Pete have all talked about special moments during the voice. Mm-hmm. Talk about that one special time when you were just able to think. Well, I think after, hmm, I would say after blind, I mean, after battles, I was able to like, once Emma and I were able to just come back together and, and just talk about what had just happened for both of us. I was really able to just sit and, and, and I went on a little walk just to, you know, take my time and just think about how, number one, we've worked so hard to get here. And I was able to sit with Emma in our first rehearsal and just talk to, talk to her about what this experience meant for both of us. And from that practice on, we decided that, you know, this was, this was not something that we were working to compete against, you know, her and I were going through and that was, that was it. And I think it just, I don't know, this, it just made it that much more important to me to have an understanding of why she was doing as well as well. And so, yeah, I would say that that was, that was, that was one time that I was able to sit and reflect and just think about everything that, that was happening. You said on social media, this isn't quote, this isn't a moment. It's a movement quote. What are you trying to change? Well, that quote was actually from the musical Hamilton and, um, I, I, I like the quote because it, it, it can cover so many things, you know, it, it can talk about the experience as a black man in America. And, but it also, it talks about, you know, so many things that people are going through. Like, I'm not going to stop fighting to, to make sure that people are allowed to express themselves how they want to. I'm not going to stop fighting to, to be able to get to a place where I feel, you know, comfortable to do that as well. You know, these are things that I'm just going to continue to do because it's not just for myself. It's for other people who, you know, we're where I was and are working to be where I'm at. You know, all of that. I'm just, I'm trying to make it better. How many times have you seen Hamilton? I've watched Hamilton three times, I believe. <laughs> it's literally an amazing, amazing musical. And I, I won't say that I cried, but I mean, you know. Of course you cried. How has your family, friends, and community helped you in this process? Um, again, I would say just by keeping me humble, you know, just uh, giving me that, that, that reminder, like, you know, this is, this is for a bigger cause. This is something bigger than you. And I truly feel like that, you know, from a young age and growing up in church and singing for people, I always felt like this was something that was more than just singing because based off of the reaction and the messages I would get from people and supporters, there was no way that this was just something I could just, you know, take for granted. So, I think they they all just keep me grounded in that way. You have such a huge social following online. Yes. You let your fans watch you grow up. How important is your fans for your future? I mean, it's extremely important that my my fans online and my supporters from the beginning, you know how much I appreciate them because again, it's been uh, I think at this point almost 10 years that I've been really putting things online and so for, for people to still support me this far and want to really, you know, keep on seeing me succeed has been very, I, like, I appreciate that so much. And, you know, the, the support that they have been giving me by sharing and liking and commenting and just keeping me here, like, hey, remember, we have your back. Like, that kind of thing is just, it's, it's, it warms my heart and it keeps me going. It makes me want to keep doing it and, and being better for them. Now, who are some musicians you admired growing up? I admired, I'll start with the family because, you know, I, I have a lot of musicians in my family. 
My grandfather, he was a music, musician um, and he was in a band with my uncle, my Uncle Mike. And then my mother, she was a singer. So just learning from her and she taught me everything that she knew. And growing up in church, there were so many amazing musicians in church. I listened to, I grew up on soul music, like Sam Cooke, Michael Jackson, The Temptations, Four Tops. And then you would go to Aerosmith Rock, you know, like I was, we were all over the place. So I had a lot of, you know, inspiration from a lot of different places. So no matter what happens, what do you see in your future? Honestly, I would say that the, the opportunity that I've been given on this show by being able to express myself, like I said, the way that I'd, I'd like to be seen as an artist and also the training that it has given me and the, the people that I've met, I think I'm always walking away with something. Like there's no way that I'll be walking away with nothing. And so I think after this, I'll continue on doing the same thing, like, and, and doing even bigger, better things, you know, working on, working on an album, trying to make some things happen and maybe collab with other, other contestants. So, you know, I don't It's time for one big question. Who do you want to collaborate with? Give me your top five. My top five. Hmm. I definitely would say Christine. Christine's already on my list. Like she, I keep, I tell her this all the time, but she gives me this vibe of like earth goddess, you know, like very just, like, you know, she'll, she'll just, she'll just do that to you. She'll give you that vibe. Very Erica Badu-esque, you know? And so I, I definitely would work with Christine, um, with Pia, Dana, Vic, Denisha, Sienna. There, there's so many people that I would work with, like Rain, especially. Rain is dope. Me and Rain are actually working on some things right now. So uh, I don't know if you're speaking to Rain, but we'll, we'll, we'll eventually, you know, get to that. Oh, duet album, maybe. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> Breaking news beyond the mind. His favorite movie is either The Lorax or The Wiz. He sings Still Your Best while in the shower and has watched Hamilton just three times. Just three. We thank Cam Anthony for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much for having me. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic. Beyond the Mic.